1: Hello everybody and welcome to the WTF1 podcast. Today we are of course not talking about any Formula One races going ahead. We have a little bit of F1 news to dive into and also a lot of eSports side of things but of course I am not on my own. I am joined by the one and only Tommy Bellingham.
0: Hello Matthew.
1: How are you doing?
0: I'm not bad. I can't see you again. It's very odd but maybe we'll get used to it because it seems like it's going to be
1: going on for a while. It's going to be very strange, isn't it, when we, we next meet up? It's going to be like the first time all over again. It's going to be beautiful. be beautiful, wonderful.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so today, obviously, we're going to be talking about one of the big things that occurred uh, on Sunday, which was the first virtual Grand Prix and all the other things that have been going on in the F1 world. Not that there's been a huge amount, but in terms of esports, it's been, it's been quite a successful time, hasn't it, for, for esports? Very much taken the, the forefront of, of motorsport.
0: Yeah, there's been loads going on. We had um, the the two that we had last week, and an additional one which was obviously quite chaotic and also pretty damn cool. So we'll go into that.
1: Absolutely. Let's dive into some three words from fans. Still not race reviews, although we could technically call them race reviews. But we've got a race or... now. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a race, isn't it? At. at... Um, wait at ac dot master no punterino lando at underscore jh cooper underscore where's the drivers at memes have spoken's, go Lando Bot and at Gehassen underscore T underscore Gurahebe. You really do choose the best ones, don't you, Tommy? I do. Better, I do. <laughs> better than France. Obviously, that's uh, mainly talking about the virtual GP. We also had uh, the Veloce race, the Not the Bahrain Grand Prix happened just before that. And we also had the race, I think, on Saturday as well, didn't we, doing uh, their own thing on our factor as well. So there's a variety of esports stuff going on, but uh, we're, we're focusing in on the Formula 1 one, obviously, because it's the, the, the Formula 1 one led one although the veloce one is also backed by formula one which is a little bit confusing but i was part of the broadcast as well so no no bias at all but also f1 virtual gp was the best right
0: and this was a uh, brand new as well so exciting times
1: exactly brand new it's uh it's crazy so we're going to dive into my three word review first and mine was johnny herbert legend <laughs> Oh, my goodness me. Well, first of all, before we dive into it, if you haven't watched the race, then please go and check it out because uh, it was chaotic. Uh, Unfortunately, it was reduced from a 50% race to a 25% race due to technical issues, Lando not being able to connect and so on, which is something that you've, a lot of games have been seeing it in their esports kind of world. I'm a big fan of League of Legends, and I was watching their esports broadcast where you know they've got un- probably a hundred times the budget of what uh, Gfinity do, and yet they had to do it remotely. And they had a game where the commentary wasn't even over the game. There was breaking up all sorts of stuff. So th- the challenges ahead in the whole esports industry is crazy at the moment. But I think the fact that the race happened, obviously it was shorter not ideal and i think tom deacon labeled it a beta a beta version because uh you know it was only a few days of, of turnaround which is pretty yeah. hectic right
0: yeah exactly you i mean you had issues with the uh, veloce one on the very first time they did it and you know you've got to give f1 the benefit of the doubt it's the first one they've done and also it's quite easy to banter about oh you can tell it's not real because there's all these connection issues and stuff but issues happen in sport in real life we've had incidents where you know in formula one where lights haven't turned on or things like that so it's this is just a kind of technical hitch that you get with sport in general really
1: yeah um so if you haven't checked it out go check it out but the reason i went for johnny herbert legend is because (laughs) he so actually he wasn't too bad in terms of practice i know that he got was set surprised. up very late yeah and and he was actually reasonably on the pace he was saying that in practice he was doing sort of 29s and when you're looking at 26s being 126s being the fastest sort of f1 esports drivers and then you've got you know kind of the the average joes like me like 28s so then you have got johnny herbert who probably hasn't played an f1 game in many a year just dropping yeah. a casual 29 um it 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 was pretty crazy so but he still started quite far down the grid and yet i think he started 16th and by turn one he was leading as he went hurtling (laughs) up the inside forgetting turn one completely maybe also turn two as well and then joining at turn three it was one of the craziest things i've ever seen and i I wasn't actually commentating on the race but i had my headset on and i was crying it was so funny one of the best esports moments i've ever seen
0: it was it was great because Bahrain. Uh, if you hadn't seen it, it was obviously Bahrain because that's the race we would have had this weekend. And with the first corner, the way it sort of um, doubles back on itself, like the big hairpin bend, you can. But then it also cuts back again. So Johnny Herbert managed to cut out turn one, but then obviously get the perfect line into turn two, if you like. So he's yeah. almost like straight line in that as well. So the advantage is absolutely huge, and he just decided. No, I'm not taking turn one. I mean, and to be fair to him, he avoided all the other chaos because of it. So you'd take Uh, the penalty, right?
1: He got a 10 second penalty and yeah, he definitely would take it. The fact that he, even the, just the fact the commentary was saying Johnny Herbert leads the race is one of the, <laughs> the, the <laughs> senses I didn't think I would ever hear for the rest of my life. But uh, it was it was incredible. We've got a few questions as well. At Jamie Smith 0811 says, though it was definitely a fun evening, can you suggest ways to improve the sim races? Different rules, different drivers, different coverage, more Matty WTF1. I didn't pay this person, by the way. Uh, sure. But yeah, I think I think the one thing for me that doesn't particularly make sense is the fact that the veloce one which happens a couple of hours beforehand is pretty much part and parcel what the formula one coverage is only a couple of hours later i think that yeah tom yeah. Tom was saying in the broadcast at least that we were going to melbourne next which i I was slightly uh i, I don't know if he meant to say that or not because i feel like we'll be going to china next but uh, I feel like there d- definitely needs to be a, a variation. I know that Veloce have changed it. So it's 25% race with qualifying and then you've got 25% reverse grid after that, which definitely spices it up a little bit. But I feel like there needs to be a little bit more variation if if I'm being honest.
0: Yeah, it, you've obviously got the three, I guess you'd say major players in terms of the eSports race going on at the moment. So you've got the race, which do theirs on R-Factor. Then you've got the Veloce one. And the fact that, you had the race one on Saturday. You almost want that one in the middle because it's a bit different. Whereas because they're back to back and especially because of the timing as well, it was literally straight after. If you watch the first one, it almost feels, it feels very, very similar. And there's also a lot of very similar drivers as well, isn't there?
1: Yeah, exactly. I know that with the Formula One one, there was no F1 esports drivers and they were all basically celebrities, content creators and so on which which I actually preferred. I preferred that to having four or five F1 eSports drivers and then them just romping off and then it's just a battle for sixth place. So at least we had you yeah, know, Philip Eng and, and you had uh, Guan Yu uh, you know, fighting for the victory and things like that, which is something that you, you'd never see in a normal eSports tournament. So for me, I like that more than having a mixture because it just doesn't really make sense to me. Whether it's a case of having F1 eSports drivers as a race and then the celebrities as a race, I don't know. But I yeah, think that I F1 have it right.
0: Yeah I I was thinking the same thing I can't actually remember if I mentioned it in the last one but I think we were speaking to it uh speaking about it maybe just just on our own when we were chatting that the with the Veloce one it is very much you had the esports drivers just blazing off into the distance and it was a bit similar in the the very first one with the race as well where you had people like Max Verstappen who didn't actually do the latest one but he was in the first one and so was Jimmy Broadbent and da Costa and these people but because the R-Factor 2 players that play week in week out were just storming off into the lead you didn't really get to see the celebrities if you like doing it yeah which sort of was a bit of a shame really so this Formula 1 one is just very much here's a load of people that you will have heard of on the F1 game racing yeah yeah
1: yeah and the lineup was ridiculous, you know. I know a lot of them did translate from Veloce to F one e Sports, like Ian Poulter, and you had, uh, you know, all sorts of drivers coming from there. But there were a few different ones as well. You had Liam Payne, you had flipping, yeah. Oh my, I couldn't believe that when Williams announced Liam Payne. I was like, what? How? <laughs> yeah, it's such a uh,
0: random thing, and it's it's one of those things again where if you'd have said to us three months ago that we'd be talking about Liam Payne driving a Formula One game, I mean, what? what is this crazy dream that's going on right now?
1: Yeah, a nightmare, I guess, in some ways yeah, as well. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously, yeah, other other drivers coming from Veloce to to the race like Gutiérrez, Van Dorn, you know, there were so many people that are so keen to to be involved. But I think that, with this happening now, so many more racing drivers are now wanting to get involved. You know, you see all these drivers getting their SIMs set up. I was speaking to Ollie Webb uh, only earlier today and he was saying, you know, I've got my SIM set up. How do I get involved in the F1 virtual GP and stuff like that? So uh, the the interest is there, which is amazing because obviously not many people have many things to do at the moment. Uh, But in terms of going back to Jamie Smith's question of what could be done differently I think just even if it's on a different day as you say maybe if it's the Veloce ones on the Saturday and then the F1 ones on the Sunday at least there's that break in between rather than going straight from one broadcast to another but then at the same time it's absolutely ridiculous the the viewers that the I I didn't I don't I didn't see the Veloce and how much how many they got but in terms of Formula One there was uh, reports of it being like 400,000 concurrent Viewers, which is yeah, it was absolutely mind-boggling, and and the the funny thing was is that obviously we were doing the broadcast at the Gfinity Arena, but there was as minimal amount of people as you possibly could have. Yeah, so for for us as a broadcast team, we felt like we were broadcasting to 100 people because it didn't feel like a normal F1 esports show. We had so many little, you just had cameras on tripods uh, with one man kind of just sorting the whole thing so for us it just felt like the complete opposite uh so it was crazy to to hear the numbers and you know it just shows that the interest is there because not that many people would tune in even if you know formula one was on and and, and that sort of stuff i know that they'd probably choose the real life sport but it's nice to see that it's coming to the forefront
0: exactly it shows there's an appetite for it the um so, so many people that Uh, I know that maybe aren't even that interested in esports and maybe have a small interest in F1. They were still still watching and I saw a lot of people posting about it. So it's awesome that that many people and this would have been a lot of people, maybe a lot of people's first time watching it as well. Watching this kind of virtual racing. So pretty cool.
1: Yeah, as as horrible as this whole situation is, it has given esports this incredible opportunity for people to understand why someone else would watch someone playing a game, and uh, yeah, as, as horrible as this whole situation is, I feel like esports hopefully will now have that platform even when real life sport returns. Uh, in order yeah, hundred percent, it's a have, proper game yeah.
0: changer, isn't it? Is it? It's uh, pun? is a that game. A pun? Good one. Wait, uh, it was completely accidental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a game changer for esports and the whole industry it's just this is in a weird way their time to shine i guess
1: yeah i mean there's not the fact the, <coughs> the, that that f1 esports that's all right I'll get, uh, as long as it's not corona tommy we're fine no exactly um, i just needed, needed to <laughs> but in terms of uh what was i going to say the the viewership and whatnot it, it is crazy to see and and i think that I completely lost my train of thought after you coughed then. It'll come back to me. Anyway, let's move on to the next question. Uh, At F1 underscore monocoque, why was Liam Payne the only one who maintained his social distance on the leaderboard? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Liam wasn't particularly good uh, by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not sure why he set a 2 minute 16 and then retired from the session because I know that they couldn't physically break their car because it was on reduced damage. So very strange uh, decision from him. And I know he was very much off the pace, but if he comes back again it just shows that he's allowed he's he's able to put his dignity on the line a little bit and just have a bit of fun because a lot of yeah, these guys exactly. Are.
0: yeah exactly yeah is is, i mean fair play it is obviously quite funny watching people but fair play for them for turning up and giving it a go to be fair so and i did i did Continuing hear actually on. with liam oh gone. sorry i did hear with liam Payne. don't know if this was true but someone tweeted that the it was the racing line was forced off or something in the actual race oh yes but he'd yeah, been driving yeah, you, with um, the racing line yeah
1: yeah you posted that on twitter so i didn't see who that actually came from but yeah yeah uh right continuing on why not more f1 drivers at emma reggin says why do you think most f1 drivers didn't want to participate in the e race and is there a way to change that for me personally and you know this is just comes from my opinion rather than having hard facts but Well, apart from potentially Max Verstappen not wanting to race on the Formula One game because he didn't really want to trundle around the back. I think that's what he told Ziggo Sport, I think, uh, if uh, I'm not mistaken. So I know Max, obviously, you know, competitive, doesn't want to be trundling around the back. But I think the other drivers, probably just a case of they don't have to, so they won't sort of thing. You know, they probably don't, especially the older drivers, probably don't see it as a particular, like they don't see it as any reason to go and do it. Um, yeah, and I, and I don't know how they're approached but I'm sure F1 are like would you like to rather than you have to and yeah. you know they don't have any contractual obligations to do it so why would they I guess
0: yeah it's true I guess um I, I remember Danny Rick actually maybe it was in Baku him telling us that he wasn't interested at all in sim racing and doesn't do the whole gaming side and that that you know Max Verstappen loves it and he was mentioning that Max is proper into it but he just it's just not his thing and obviously we saw him chilling on a tractor instead
1: <laughs> yes i guess it is that as well you know not all of these guys just have an access to a simulator although i'm sure if they said yes i'll race there will be some sort of logistics put in place to oh 100 uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to send to send a sim over so i think yeah i think the drivers are just enjoying the downtime and. It is a shame. I would love to see, even if it was just a one-off for Lewis Hamilton or whoever, just to have one race, just to spend a little bit of time. We know Lewis loves Gran Turismo, which means he's not going to be rubbish at the Formula One game. Exactly. So there there are drivers out there. I mean, George Russell, I don't particularly see as any excuse. You know, He's a young driver. I'm sure he has access to a sim. Yeah, Uh, same with Alex
0: Albon as well. Yeah,
1: Alex Um, Albon. I just find it a little (laughs) bit strange that more F1 drivers weren't involved, but maybe it just took one... You know, maybe they were watching at home and they've seen that four hundred thousand people are watching. They go, "Oh, actually, this might be worth it." Because I think, you know, sorry, carry gone. on. Sorry, it's oh, weird. It's weird because we're <laughs> we're not together, just interrupting <laughs> <We're not> together. <laughs> each other all the time. <laughs> go and you go. Um, all I was going to say is that I didn't. You know, they may not have seen it as a as a reason to do it. They might have thought it was just a small gaming thing. But actually, it's it's pretty damn huge.
0: Yeah, and I think it was, to be fair to F one, quite short notice as well. Uh it wasn't you know, it was and like you were saying with the with the broadcast it was put together fairly quickly. Um you know, it was only announced recently, all the F1 drivers have been announced, and I guess the biggest disappointment for people was when it was publicized as we're we're doing an official Formula One virtual race and all the drivers have been invited. You'd say, Well, even if it's four or five it would still be pretty awesome. But the fact that only one of them turned up, I guess that was people's disappointment. Uh, two, Latifi. Two, yeah. Sorry, two, two, yeah. And, um, well, if you count Lando's AI, which we'll go into later. <laughs> um, but as well, as well, I know Grosjean got a sim and he was saying that he needs a bit of time to practice. So maybe, maybe a few others are getting sorted out and... Maybe just want a bit of time to practice because, let's be honest, they're super competitive. And even Max saying that he doesn't want to be at the back of a F1 game when it Mm. is absolutely just for fun to entertain people. And he's that competitive. He still doesn't want to do it if he's not got a chance to win. So it says a lot about them their
1: competitive that's the thing is still it's still their egos on the line isn't it (laughs) yeah exactly they don't want to be the ones that come last so yeah that might be a case as well that they just want to practice get up to speed with it but at the same time they're all f1 drivers i think they would be at a a decent level anyway i mean Nico hulkenberg he picked it up only a couple of days ago maybe yesterday and he was decent he was quick he qualified fifth in the race and and i think that a lot of the drivers would be exactly the same so uh let's hope that for next time A few more of them pick up a steering wheel and and get involved. Uh, Some people weren't happy with the race at MLD Sunlight 70 said the official F1 race was ridiculous, wasn't it? They should put in the eSport drivers. Now, I know we've mentioned a little bit about the fact that I think we both were of agreement that we didn't really want the F1 eSports drivers in. That it wasn't a race to compare to an eSports race because it's not that kind of broadcast. And I think the tone of voice was like that throughout most of the broadcast anyway. You know, there was me, Tom, Jack, Alex, all just having a bit of fun, uh, having a bit of banter between each other and just having that lighthearted content, whilst also trying to have a serious race. And obviously Johnny Herbert added a a different element to that by cutting the entire of the first corner. (laughs) But I I think that in general, a lot of people liked the tone of voice of the fact that it was just a bit of fun and um, nothing was particularly on the line.
0: A hundred percent. And I completely disagree with that because then... You know, if you put the esports drivers in, it's just F1 esports, which is. And no one would tune
1: in. There'd be no pull to it. It,
0: Well, yeah, you have F1 esports as a separate thing, which is the main esports drivers, but this is something different.
1: Yeah, not that no one would tune in, but in terms of when you look at the viewing figures of F1 esports nights and then if yeah, it's exactly. advertised as an F1 esports night you're not going to bring in 400,000 viewers so yeah. yeah so it's 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 a complete no-brainer for me the fact that they've got this mixture of F1 drivers and celebrities at the moment and I think that as this grows there'll just be more and more high-profile celebrities as nothing else is really going on so fingers crossed we get Donald Trump in for the next one that would be interesting yeah. wouldn't it? Imagine I'm sure i <laughs> Right Tommy sure hit, us, hit, hit us with your three-word review
0: uh, so my my review sort of leads on to that a little bit which is much needed laughs and this is basically the fact that we don't need to be reminded that the world's pretty depressing at the moment especially with all this going on and last night for probably the first time in a very long time i and i know a few uh other people agreed that you you, you could forget about it you the c word which is corona obviously um yeah we could all forget about it for a moment and just enjoy that that kind of Twitter banter of having a live event and having Formula One drivers involved. And it just, it was hilarious. And especially the fact that you had Lando streaming it as well, which just added another element to how funny it was. It was just some much needed enjoyment for everyone in a difficult time.
1: Yeah, and it was it was so nice to obviously I I couldn't enjoy that because I was part of the broadcast, but I have yeah. seen some clips of um, of Lando Bot and phone calls to George Russell and Max Verstappen and and, and all sorts. Uh, Zach Brown, I think he called as well, didn't he?
0: Yeah. So the Lando Bot thing, we had so many questions about that, and that was the fact that his his, his game crashed on the formation lap. Was it?
1: I don't know I think you tell the, me yeah <laughs> uh,
0: I didn't know how much you knew uh I saw a clip and I believe it was the formation lap where his game crashed so the his AI was still driving around but because yep. everyone was crashing so much his AI still managed to be in the kind of top five through the whole race I'm pretty
1: sure his his AI was also set to like at least a hundred so oh, okay um, fair so, because I, I think 110 is the max, and I right. think it was that the AI was actually pretty decent.
0: <laughs> nice. So, yeah, Lando was actually doing really well um, with with this AI, and then it was only about four laps to go. I think he managed to join. Yeah, but he great. was obviously on on Twitch, just laughing, going, and he started this whole Lando bot thing of like, "Come on, Lando bot, I'm I'm in third and stuff," and it was it was <laughs> proper funny.
1: Uh, at William Bertie says, "Was it Jimmy Broadbent's fault?" Uh, this will be the crash on the last lap going towards the final corner. Uh, to be fair, from the spectator side of things, it looked like it was Jimmy's fault, but then Lando looked like he was also squeezing a little bit. So oh, I think yeah. it was a 50-50 racing, racing incident uh, from what I saw anyway.
0: Yeah, it's funny that because it was almost like a no-rules race, that there's no kind of consequences to this, but it is still kind of fun to kind of speculate it as if it was a... Um, a, a real racing incident which obviously on the podcast we love to uh dive into these sort of things so this can just be our chance to uh have a go at some stewarding because we've not done it for a while <laughs>
1: or lack of stewarding yeah I,
0: <laughs> I i thought lando squeezed him a little bit to be honest he, he yeah, definitely got across, he got a bump wasn't... and then just decided yeah i'm gonna push you into the wall but he wasn't, and he had that the position. He wasn't. didn't really
1: need to squeeze, did he? He was on the fresher tyres. He could have easily just taken the inside line and finished fourth. But Jimmy, yeah. uh, Jimmy had a great drive, which was uh, awesome to see because I know he's been struggling on the F one game a little bit. So, uh, yeah, yeah, he's had was, some uh, unfortunate
0: uh, races with it, uh, but this time he was very much at the forefront of it. That was probably the standout other than the johnny herbert thing that was probably the standout incident wasn't it from the race
1: yeah, his, yeah his battle and
0: it was a great battle before that as well obviously not just the crash they were going side by side through many many corners
1: yeah which was awesome to see uh, i wonder if jimmy will make a video about that we'll uh, have to wait and see i'm sure
0: he will uh, speaking of uh when you mentioned earlier about drivers that um we want to get more drivers involved uh during uh, after the race, Lando did actually call Alex Albon, and they were having a chat for a bit. And uh, he said he he basically said Alex should get involved, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I think I will." So, oh, good. Hopefully,
1: he didn't. Fingers crossed. Couldn't uh, convince
0: they're... Max. No, they were kind of no, bantering I... about it, weren't they?
1: Yeah, I don't think Max is particularly fond of the F one twenty nineteen game.
0: <laughs> no, nope.
1: but anyway, it was all good fun, wasn't it? And uh, a very yes, nice evening. And a very nice evening all round. Now, we need to take a brief intermission for this uh, wc one podcast to have a quick chat about our sponsor for this episode, Babbel. Is that right, Babbel? Is that how
0: we say Babble, it? Babbel,
1: yeah. Yeah, like Ryan Babbel. That's, uh... that's what I've been calling it. Ryan Babbel. Uh, in these testing times of not being able to travel pretty much anywhere, I think it's fair to say people have more time on their hands than usual, at least I do, uh, you know, hardly leave the house. Uh, one <laughs> of the things that Babbel can help you with is learning a language. Now I learned French and German in secondary school and it's quite funny actually I was uh, I play Call of Duty Warzone quite a bit and um have you played it yet Tommy have you played it it's, I, I it's haven't free. no no you should haven't. you should get on it I'd be uh, terrible and and uh, so it's a battle royale game. And uh, and I joined uh, a game with two German guys. And genuinely, I, I could I could tell like a few words, but I was sat there. Like I wish, genuinely, I wish I could learn what they're saying a bit more because they were saying directions and all sorts. And I was going, I have no idea where this guy is to shoot. Anyway, back to Babbel. Um, so basically, I pr- pretty much forgot all of all of my German and French. Uh, but with Babel you can relearn that language in a matter of weeks. Uh, the app itself has a clear and simple interface guiding you through your learning journey in a funny and smooth way. It doesn't take much time up at all either with daily 10 to 15 minute lessons. So with all that uh, procrastinating and self-isolating everyone's doing, uh, I'm sure that 10 to 15 minutes is, is not uh, not too long. Exactly. Uh, so you can try it. Tr- go on, sorry.
0: So if you're going to be sat on your phone with nothing to do, why not why not do this?
1: Why not learn a language? Do it. Exactly. Uh, so try Babbel today by going to babbel.co.uk or download the app for free. That's babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot C-O dot U-K or download the app to try for free. Babbel, learn a new language and make it your own. There you go. So if you want to learn a language, go check out Babbel. And uh, I will always think of it as Ryan Babbel.
0: <laughs> sure no, no relation, I'm sure.
1: It's a Liverpool striker, if anyone's wondering. Right, on to some real-world F1 news, which uh, we don't have too much of it, and it's usually negative, and unfortunately, yeah. this is also negative. Uh, Baku cancelled. Uh, not really surprising, is it, Tommy?
0: No, not at all. Uh, it's looking more and more like this is just going to be going on a long time, and I don't think anyone... While they said that Baku could be the season opener, I don't think anyone believed that was going to happen, so we just wait.
1: no. I might turn my light on. I'm feeling like I'm getting a bit dark here. One sec. Lovely. Don't know if that changed much, but um, you can now see me a little bit clearer. (laughs) Continuing on, at Yozy underscore Moskowitz, what is your opinion on which team is benefiting or losing from such a delayed start of the season? Now, that's uh, obviously very speculative. We don't really have a clue. Um, Everyone's being pretty much affected by this we we don't yeah. know how much i guess it's, it's that window of period between australia obviously being cancelled and then all these restrictions of being able to work on the car and work in factories and so on i think ferrari's still been hit the hardest i imagine just I, yeah. I know there's been some speculation of the fact that ferrari have probably like gained from it because they were off the pace in pre-season testing but for me italy has been hit, hit the hardest uh, in terms of anywhere other than china pretty much so for me, I can't see how Ferrari would have benefited even if they have had this extra time.
0: No, exactly. They've not been able to work on the cars. And I know that it's it's soon probably going to be to the point where they do say to teams that you're going to have to lock down. I guess they're they're going based on what's happening in their own country. So that's obviously affected yeah. Ferrari hugely, especially with Marinello being in sort of that zone where it was really, really bad. Um but I guess Racing Point would be quite gutted because they looked like they were going to start the season really strongly and kind of wanted to make the most of that advantage, I guess. Not but, that we
1: can take anything from uh, pre-season testing. From testing, I guess not.
0: It feels weird. Do, do you not think it feels weird to think that we had F1 testing now?
1: Yeah, it's very it, odd, isn't it? it it's it seems, very strange. Yeah, I was
0: thinking about it the other day and the I funny- saw some pictures and videos and it it felt like it has never happened now because of obviously... Yeah, you know, racing happening
1: the funny thing is it, it'll be if uh we have we eventually have a race and everybody turns up with a racing point copy of uh mercedes imagine that yeah, if uh, they're all, all the working teams on it. gone back to the drawing board and gone well why don't we do this uh hopefully we'll get a race at some point but obviously uh baku hasn't been cancelled though as it? it's been postponed postponed yeah yeah, yeah, you wrote cancelled. Oh, sorry, no,
0: no, no, sorry, postponed. They've all been postponed. I mean, <laughs> let let's be honest. The, the only one, obviously, that's been cancelled for good is Monaco. But yeah. uh, they they they're saying postponed. But let's be honest, the later and later yeah. this goes on, they're not fitting twenty going to fit Struggling. twenty races into a month, are they? At the end of the season, so it's going to be difficult.
1: Need to be careful with these scripts, Tommy. You know that I'm like Ron Burgundy and I'll just I'll just read out whatever's on the script. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh in other news, obviously you just mentioned it, Monaco Grand Prix cancelled this year and the twenty twenty one regulations have been moved back a year, which is yeah, another you know, obviously a lot of F1 fans, including ourselves, looking forward to these new regulations. But also we also thought that this year was going to be probably one of the better years in terms of the the fight at the top although preseason testing suggests maybe it wasn't going to be so uh maybe a little bit more time for for 2021 to be a really good year i don't i don't really know
0: yeah it's weird it it makes sense that they've pushed it back because this season is going to be a proper
1: write-off isn't it let's be honest whoever wins the title like is because this is the whole thing isn't it you know well if ah, oh, I can just um, I could just see it now. If we do have eight races in three continents, which in the rule book is how a world championship is formed, right? For Formula One, yeah. um, I wonder if Hamilton wins that championship, has seven titles, and then doesn't win a championship again. Will that then go down as people going, well, he didn't, you know, he didn't win a full championship. <laughs> He's won and six and a stuff. half. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to be fair, I will be that Shumi fanboy and probably say that. But yeah. also, you, know, you you do. You do think that would Hamilton even want to win a championship that's so almost feels half-hearted because of the way in which everything's unfolded?
0: It's so weird. We don't obviously know. It's all speculation. But it's going to be really strange when this does... When we are allowed to race again, how how they're going to sort this mess out, really, with the, with the season.
1: Yeah, because I guess they're looking at it and going is there any point in us running this world championship? Yes or no? Because obviously the later it gets delayed, they're not going to want to run six races and then go, oh, well, we haven't really done much here. They clearly have an idea in their head where they go, well, we need to have at least 14 races or something. I can't imagine they're looking at eight and going, yeah, this will be a world championship.
0: It's so weird, isn't it? it? Like you say, if it goes on to, if this carries on till September...
1: Yeah, they've got a c they've got to pull the plug. They've got, the got, plug, to, they've got to pull the
0: plug, yeah, exactly. When when do they when do they say twenty twenty is just the a write-off of an F one season and we, we go again from next year?
1: But it's just so it's there's just so much money on the line as well, isn't there? It's just crazy to think.
0: Yeah, and McLaren I noticed there was news that McLaren is not, not official, but that they're, they're obviously we're gonna have Mercedes engines in twenty twenty one. Now, mm. do they push that forward? Do, because the original plan was that they would have those new engines for that new car. But now, with the yeah, pushback, of... do they push the engine and or sponsors and driver contracts? It's a it's a mess. So many be, unanswered questions. Yeah. It's
1: gonna it's gonna be a very strange rest of the year. Even if we get no racing, there's gonna be yeah. so many stories that that unfold uh, over the course of these next few months. Yeah. Um, question. At Aradan three one five, will we see any new teams in twenty twenty two? Thanks to thanks to the there, the, 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 thanks to the delay in the new regulations.
0: <laughs> I can't imagine anyone fancies getting into F one at this time.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah, I with think, how low the stocks are and everything as well.
0: I think the biggest concern, if anything, is if anyone's going to be hurt by the situation and potentially lose a team rather than gain a team because. Mm. You know, with no racing, we don't we don't know. Every everything's different because it's such a unique situation. But sponsors and stuff aren't getting. You know, you've paid you've paid millions of pounds to be on a Formula One racing car, and there's no <laughs> there's no sponsorship.
1: Yeah. And and F one teams still have to run. So and that and F one teams rely on sponsor money in order to run their teams. So it's it's an absolute mess. And you, you look at. Maybe a team like Haas that did really badly last year in terms of the constructors, were they looking at this year as right? You know, we've got to do well this year uh, because you know the finances aren't never ending, especially when it's run by a, a person, Gene Haas. So yeah, yeah, there's many many factors. Maybe they'll get rich energy back on. <laughs>
0: and someone with Haas with a with a car that they didn't really understand the fact that the regulations are now going to be lasting for another year. Mm. That's going to surely hurt them because be they're struggle. probably desperate yeah. to get these new cars in, so they can almost start again with a clean slate, if you like. Yeah,
1: yeah, right. Enough doom and gloom. Let's talk about something a little bit more positive that uh, you created once again, Tommy, for for this weekend Twitter poll GP. Uh, do you want to give us an update on what happened this week?
0: Okay, yeah. So this was pretty fun. I, I have enjoyed doing this a lot, actually. To be honest, it was um, yeah, it's gone down a treat. It was great to for so many people to be even just having the messages of people going yeah it's back and stuff has been really Hmm. good because we all like without going to lewis hamilton to it obviously we all need a lot of positivity and yeah all this kind of stuff going on so yeah the twitter poll gp uh instead so so the first one was actually deciding the grid format so we had a very unique grid format which was decided on race number order so daniel ricardo was on poll from lando and a lot of people were sharing funny um pictures of Giovinazzi looking quite sad because obviously he's number ninety-nine. So Ninety nine starting, yeah. d- starting last. Um so a kind of race summary: a race summary is uh both Mercedes crashed into each other and Shock. Shock just like they yeah. did last time. And uh Toto started no, smashing tables. last time? Tables. Did they last time? Uh, yeah. no, they didn't. Who'd- Hamilton Hamilton stalled last time and Bottas pulled his steering wheel off using DAS. Oh, yeah. But this time, yeah, they crashed into each other and Toto started smashing all the tables in the garage. Uh, Lando and Ricardo were uh, collided, kind of going for the lead. Then the safety car came out and Ferrari were running uh, P1 and P4, but they tried to double stack, messed it up. And then Lando and Danny Rick were back up at the front But this time, Ricardo sent it and kept it clean and won the race.
1: Wow! So so people are actually doing
0: championship tables and all sorts right now, which was unexpected. So
1: amazing! Uh, So there wasn't complete carnage then, because I know that obviously every single time is usually the most carnage option. But uh, the Danny Rick send it actually ended up in a clean overtake, which is surprising.
0: Yeah, exactly. I've I've started making it so you kind of people pick a scenario and it sort of leads on to something and then so so it's not just constantly That's, do you want these two to yeah. crash do you want these two to crash do you want these two to crash yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just and sometimes so it the, it.
1: the option that may look like it's going to cause a crash or something isn't actually going to do that and maybe something with a more calm option actually ends up being worse in
0: exactly terms of incidents
1: yeah. and stuff nice nice i like it so uh, when can we look forward to the next one next week
0: uh well i'll probably just stick to doing it when the races race, were mostly race, to be, to yeah. be honest because okay. I, I worry i'm going to run out of ideas
1: <laughs> fair yeah let's stick to race weekends right yeah. that's pretty much it we are done here for the wtf1 podcast anything else you wanted to add Tommy? before we go i
0: uh, know should we try and wave to each other again when we leave
1: sure uh, i'm not sure how this is going to work because i'm on i'm recording on my phone this time yeah but, me too. Uh, i'll I'll just turn and go like that and, and which whatnot. way which but, way are uh, you turning make sure you check out before we turn and wave, Tommy, I have to say, make sure you go and check out Babbel again, babbel.co.uk, uh, or go, download the app to try for free. Thank you, Babbel, for sponsoring this episode. Without sponsors, we would be nothing, So, and obviously without you guys as well. Uh, fans and sponsors of what makes WTF1 go round so uh, yeah yeah, make sure you uh, also uh, check out That Time When which is coming out next week for audio listeners and uh, if you haven't checked that out please do it's when we talk about the most incredible moments in Formula 1 history we won't be adding to that anytime soon with no races but hopefully we will at some point Hey Tommy?
0: Yeah exactly and if you've not um, listened to any yet now is the perfect time because with no racing on we've recorded well a year's worth so there's plenty of classic races that we dive into so now's the time to to get listening to the old ones if you haven't yet
1: exciting stuff right thank you so much for listening guys or uh, watching if uh, we go for the watching as well so uh, that's it thank you so much tommy and uh, let's wave goodbye bye right i'm gonna to look to the right i'm already waving
0: which which way are you looking though
1: i i looked left i looked left again okay bye i think i think we're good yeah, it's mirrored, so it okay, should be bye. interesting.
0: Bye.